KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Tuesday, April 20th. How churches play a role in people getting vaccinated or not. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Activists rallied at the San Diego City Hall on Monday to oppose San Diego Gas and Electric's bid to continue being our power provider. Last week, city officials said SDG&E was the only company to give a bid for a new franchise agreement. Here's Matthew Vasilikas of the nonprofit Climate Action Campaign. The companion cooperation agreement that has been proposed by SDG&E is exceptionally deficient and it's not going to do anything to hold them accountable over the course of what the mayor is proposing as a 20-year contract with SDG&E. Mayor Todd Gloria is expected to enter negotiations with SDG&E and present a deal next month. State government employees, like all workers across California, are wondering whether working from home will continue after the pandemic. Yvonne Walker is president of the SEIU Local 1000, a union representing 100,000 state workers. They have to be strategic about how they're figuring out how to change directions. But I do believe that we have the commitment from the Newsom administration. She says the state should rethink how it can better serve the public and be a competitive employer going forward. And the California Senate voted on Monday to allow businesses to deduct expenses from their state taxes in addition to being able to deduct them from their federal taxes. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. People often look to their faith leaders for guidance on big decisions, who to marry, how many kids to have, and whether to change jobs. These days, parishioners are also asking another big question. Should I get a COVID-19 vaccine? KPBS investigative reporter Claire Tregesser tells us that the answer that local faith leaders give could impact when we reach herd immunity and the severity of future outbreaks. The future of, huma- of humanity and freedom lies in the hands of the believing Christians. In February, a large crowd gathered at the Awakened Church in San Marcos to hear from Dr. Simone Gold, a well-known anti-vaccine doctor. She spoke with the church's founders and made several claims regarding the safety of the vaccines that have been debunked by health authorities and mainstream scientists. Good morning, Awakened Church! 
Awaken has five locations in San Diego. It is the same church that's been the source of significant outbreaks and that county officials have called out for a flagrant disregard of COVID-19 health orders. Awaken's anti-vaccine stance could have a broader impact on our region, says UC San Diego epidemiologist Rebecca Fielding Miller. When you have one set of people who specifically are not interested in getting vaccinated or who decline to get vaccinated, then you are more likely to see outbreaks in that group of people. The reason that that is important beyond that community is because we do, um, you know, spend time in space together. Folks who are part of a community that's not interested in vaccinating are also folks who, you know, go grocery shopping and go out to eat and whose kids go to school. But Fielding Miller says faith-based communities can also be key drivers in the push to reach herd immunity. People do mix randomly-ish, but not really, right? And if everybody who you work with or everybody who you go to church with, everybody who you socialize with has gotten vaccinated or is talking about getting vaccinated, then it is the social norm. It is, um, oh, this is just, this is what we do. We're doing everything we can to encourage people to uh, obtain the vaccination as soon as it's, it's available to them and to get it done so we can all resume, you know, a much more normal life. Kevin Eckery is a spokesperson for the Catholic Diocese of San Diego. The Catholic Church and many other local faith-based organizations are on the other end of the spectrum from Awaken. They are actively encouraging followers to get vaccinated. We have no one who got infected here. Imam Taha Hassan of the Islamic Center of San Diego says his mosque held a virtual session on Zoom last month with two doctors from UC San Diego to answer members' questions and address concerns. They are also planning a vaccination clinic at the mosque in a few weeks. And we would like to keep doing the right thing. And the right thing now is to promote the vaccination. And Rabbi Scott Meltzer of Or Shalom Synagogue in Bankers Hill says he recently held a 90-minute lecture on why Jewish people are religiously obligated to take the COVID-19 vaccines. A Jewish religious obligation to uh, seek and protect health for our children, for ourselves, and for those around us, to make sure that, that things are as safe as can be. Um, and health is an important measure for that. You know, uh, life, is, life in this world is considered a gift and one that should be protected and, uh, and therefore, you know, COVID vaccine is an important part of that for us. Some local churches are taking vaccine advocacy a step further by actually helping put shots into parishioners' arms. Last month, the Bayview Baptist Church in Encanto held a clinic where 500 people got vaccines. Pastor Keith Brown says the event helped some who were skeptical of the vaccines make the decision including him. And I was skeptic as well uh, when they first had him come out saying that it was came out fast. Uh, I was skeptical. But what made uh, me change my mind is once I heard the statistics. Nationwide survey data show that white evangelical Protestants are less likely to get vaccinated than other racial and religious groups. While other evangelical megachurches in San Diego don't appear to be taking the same anti-vaccine stance as Awaken, they are not advocating for vaccines either. 
Rock Church's assistant pastor, Mickey Stonier, says his church won't be making any recommendations. We're not medical doctors. Uh, we're doctors for the heart. We encourage people to adhere to all the safety, health, eat, exercise, uh, keep yourself safe. When asked why Rock Church isn't promoting the vaccines the way other churches and religious organizations are, Stonier says they don't stand in judgment of what other churches are doing. And that was KPBS investigative reporter Claire Tregesser. She also spoke with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh about her story. Here's that interview. Tell us more about Awaken Church. How many followers do they have? Well, I'm not sure exactly how many followers they have, but I do know they have five locations in San Diego. Um, and I looked them up. They have more than 10,000 likes on Facebook. Are awakened church leaders specifically telling their churchgoers not to get vaccinated? Well, it, it seems to be that way. I found on their website, I wasn't there, but their San Marcos location had a, a service in, in person with a big crowd there. And they hosted this doctor, Dr. Simone Gold, who is a pretty prominent anti vaccine doctor and was just a, you know, slew of misinformation about the vaccines. I mean, she kept saying, it's up to you whether you want to take the experimental COVID vaccine. But her overall message was that it hadn't been tested, that it had contributed to a lot of deaths, just a, a pretty anti-vaccine message. And do we know if anti-vax messages are happening in many more churches in the county? Well, that's certainly what I was trying to find out, and I reached out to a lot of different churches locally. It seems like the other big evangelical uh, megachurches in the county are not saying to not take the vaccine. They're not anti-vax, but they're also not saying you should take the vaccine. They're pretty adamantly uh, non-committal on, <laughs> on that question. And so those churches aren't giving any guidance to their congregation about the vaccines. How do they explain this kind of silence on one of the biggest topics of our time? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I think that a lot of people turn to their churches for uh, answers to, to questions about what they should do. And this is a big question right now. The, the churches that I spoke with all said, you know, it's a personal decision, it's a medical decision, and we just don't want to give an opinion on that. Um, another church locally, the uh, the Grove, said people are confused about what to do um, and are somewhere in the middle, but they said it's a personal medical decision that we are not qualified to advise on. Then on the other side of the coin, one church in the South Bay that you reported on actually held a vaccine clinic. Why did they make that decision? Right. That, that's the uh, Bayview Baptist Church in, um, in Canto, I believe. And they said that they are there to serve their members and serve the community. They've been doing uh, food drives for, for people who live around the church. And so they had this vaccine clinic as kind of another way to serve their area and serve their members. And does that reflect a trend that's been seen nationally? Yeah, the, uh, the Pew Research Center has done a nationwide survey, and they did find specifically that white evangelical Protestants are 
least likely to get the vaccine. So 45% of white evangelicals said they will not get a vaccine versus, you know, maybe 33% of black Protestants and then uh, 22% of Hispanic Catholics. So those other uh, racial and and religious groups were were much smaller than the uh, white evangelicals. Well, the Catholic Church originally had concerns about the use of fetal cells in the development of the COVID vaccines, but it seems to have put those issues aside and is now urging parishioners to get vaccinated. Yes, that's right. Um, from from the Pope on down um, and the, the bishop of the Catholic uh, Diocese here in San Diego wrote a letter to be read at all of the local parishes saying, please go get your vaccine. Um, it's, you know, part of our duty at, as Catholics. Um, and also, you know, I spoke with uh, Jewish rabbis and uh, Muslim imams, and they also said the same thing, that they are advising their followers that it's um, not only a good idea for them personally, but kind of a religious obligation to protect the health of others to go get their vaccines. Now, people don't always do what faith leaders tell them to do. So (laughs) what difference do health experts say it makes when churches come out for or against vaccines? That's that's very true. And that's a good point. I think one thing that um, at least uh, an epidemiologist from UC San Diego said is that um, studies are finding it's not just, you know, what your faith leader tells you to do, but kind of that peer pressure. If you know someone who's gotten a vaccine, you're more likely to get a vaccine because you see that that person was okay or, you know, whatever it is, or it's just kind of becomes more of a collective, oh, okay, everyone from my church is doing this. I guess that's just what we're doing. So I will do it too. So I think, you know, if the faith leaders have an impact on some people in the congregation that can kind of carry through um, the, the rest of the congregation for people who might not listen to the faith leader, but still do what those around them are, are doing. And that was KPBS investigative reporter Claire Tregesser speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh. Coming up, a settlement has been reached in the case of Angel Hernandez, who died in MTS custody in 2019. Also, parents are upset after the San Marcos School District didn't reopen while other school districts did. And antibody treatments for COVID-19 are available in San Diego. All of that local news is next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. San Diego's Metropolitan Transit Agency has reached a settlement with the family of Angel Hernandez, who died in the custody of MTS security officers in 2019. KPBS reporter Alexandra Von Hell has more on the chilling video that bears a striking similarity to the death of George Floyd. MTS body cam and surveillance video was released of the October 2019 event. 
It shows how 24-year-old Angel Hernandez was taken into MTS custody following a short foot pursuit. The video also shows Hernandez being held on the pavement by the weight of two officers. One officer can be seen placing his knee on Hernandez's neck for more than six minutes. At a joint press conference with MTS on Monday, Hernandez's family attorney, Eugene Iredale, says Hernandez died of asphyxiation. Angel Hernandez died as a result of positional asphyxia when he was held prone, face down, with pressure on his back, and regrettably, a knee on his neck. Iredale says MTS has taken full responsibility in the wrongful death of Hernandez and has reached a settlement with Hernandez's mother. It includes changes to policies and training for security personnel and $5.5 million in compensation for the Hernandez family. And that was KPBS's Alexandra Ronhell. San Marcos' parents have seen nearby school districts reopening, but their school district has no plans in sight. That's despite a court order. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne spoke with parents at a rally on Monday and brings us this report. Parents and students chanted five days now at a rally outside the San Marcos Unified School District offices Monday morning. Kimberly Imhoff is a parent in the San Marcos Unified School District. She's frustrated that the district hasn't come up with a plan to reopen five days a week, even after a lawsuit ruling. District San Marcos Unified had told us, um, well, you can't compare us to the smaller districts like Carlsbad and Encinitas um, because we are so large. Well, San Diego Unified is much bigger than we are. So um, if they can do it in some form or fashion, then we should be able to also. Last month, a judge ordered San Marcos and five other North County school districts to reopen their schools for in-person instruction to the greatest extent possible as soon as possible. San Marcos and Oceanside Unified are the only two defendants in the lawsuit who have not fully resumed in-person learning since the order. And that was KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne. County health officials are increasing access to a coronavirus treatment that's been proven to reduce the severity of the illness. KPBS's Matt Hoffman says you can get it for free in the North and South County, and officials are hoping more people will use it. In Chula Vista, health officials are opening up a new early action treatment center for those who have recently tested positive for COVID-19 and are showing moderate symptoms. The sooner the better is always best for this treatment. Dr. Maria Cardiero Sincerios with San Isidro Health is describing a therapy process called monoclonal antibody treatments. It really is there just to help your immune system fight this virus. The antibodies are lab-made proteins that attack the virus, potentially keeping those who have tested positive from developing more severe symptoms or dying. This is a great opportunity for South Bay residents to seek early COVID-19 um, treatment. This new facility is run by San Isidro Health and is located at an old fire station in a zip code with the second most reported COVID cases in the county. If you do test positive for COVID-19, we urge you to access treatment with the monoclonal antibodies as soon as possible. Up until now, just Palomar Health was offering the therapy locally at their old downtown Escondido Hospital. It's a fairly low risk therapy um, with a with a very high reward. Um, 
Dr. Omar Kawaja is chief medical officer for Palomar Health. He says since they started offering the treatment in February of this year, just 200 people have used it. Has it been safe for people? Has it been a good treatment? Yes. He says just two of those patients were later admitted to the hospital, and the whole antibody treatment process is fairly simple, requiring just one visit. They're going to give you an infusion, sort of like a, a saline bag that you might see hanging uh, in a TV show. Uh, that's going to run in over about 30 minutes, and then you're going to hang out with us for another hour. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's going to take a, a little bit of your day. The treatment is available for those 12 and older with mild to moderate symptoms, and it's available at no cost, regardless of immigration status. The antibodies are designed for those who may get very sick from the virus. If you're over 65 and you're positive, you definitely get it. Um, all other age groups, you need to have some type of comorbidity. To see if you qualify for an appointment in Escondido or Chula Vista, people are urged to call 619-685-2500 for more information. And that was KPBS's Matt Hoffman. That's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.